is NAGP Resurrection, the show where we talk about the latest gaming news of, for the week. Then we discuss a topic. Today we're going to be talking about Nintendo's first real mobile app called Mitomo, which is essentially a social network that they've created. Then some game recommendations and final thoughts. All right, uh, I'm your host, Joseph Burchette. And with me, I have Lionel. I think I need more wine. Yeah. Jumper cables. And we have Mike. And, and we have Mike. And that's Mike. All right. Yep. First story of the night. Solid sake. Sake? <laughs> Solid sake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's an article by Polygon. Solid Snake's longtime voice says Konami had. Tried to push him out before Metal Gear Solid Five. Good old David Hater. Uh, this was depressing. Mm. <laughs> so, Mike, you are a go-to guy you're for our, Metal Gear. You're stuff. our resident Metal Gear head. Break this down for what's, us. What's going yeah. on? Let me see. Sorry, I didn't uh, read. I posted this one here, but I didn't read the articles before we. Yeah, this one's kind of. Kind of it's kind of sad. But uh, this one, yeah, I feel like he's a. Uh, well, that makes sense to me. And a lot of people in the Metal Gear community actually thought this made more sense uh, to replace him for Snake Eater and then bring him back for four mm. uh, and then have the voice actor for for snake eater be big boss uh in four um because they kept they kept akiotsuka uh two (laughs) Uh, because kojima loves that guy he wasn't going to do anything with him uh he's the japanese voice actor for snake um situation is different because they actually had his father voice big boss in mgs4 uh but if you Interestingly enough, Akio Otsuka was also the voice of Solidus and Solid Snake and MGS2. Wow. Uh, but yeah. It's um, not surprising. It would have been cool to get Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh, jeez. what Kojima-san wanted, according to this. The basis for Snake. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess I like his performance in three, but it's it's fine. He's yeah. The part where he he talks about not wanting to uh, well, he he hasn't played five or Ground Zeroes, and he says he's not going to. <laughs> mm. uh, but he says it's sixty hours of humiliation that he can't get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he had been known for playing and completing HMGS games he had started in. So part of me feels like he says he's got no love for Kojima. Uh, part of me feels like, yeah, he's definitely butthurt about the whole thing. That's fine. Uh, I was actually pretty on board with uh, Kiefer. Um, I think David was getting kind of out of hand and cartoony. Uh, and they were going for something else more realistic. Uh, but at the same time, it was the end of the series, and it was kind of like, why not? But then again, the 
if you've seen his acting, uh, you know that facial capture f- with him was probably not a good idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Mm. I just thought it was uh, it's an interesting tidbit of history, uh, and also interesting to learn that I guess he knew that then, but still kept coming back. I don't know. Uh, he loves the character. It's also one of those things where I feel like, yeah, he does seem butthurt, but at the same time, this has been constantly shoved in his face and everyone asks about it constantly. And even worse than that, a lot of, some of the really bad MGS fans, uh, like, they're the ones that Kojima actually drove, uh, not insane, but he drove them <laughs> to like, uh, a, this weird paranoid place where they would latch onto any bit of news and think it was all some big plot. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people thought he was actually going to be in five and would constantly ask him on Twitter and harass him. And he had to keep saying, no, no, no like, mm-hmm. guys, I'm not in it. Finally it came out. He's not in it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess Whenever I think of Metal Gear games, I always think of, you know, David Hayter as the voice because that's the most recognizable voice that I've heard when I when I when I play the Metal Gear game. So when his voice was said to be changed, it did seem a little weird to me. But like you said, it was at the end of the series, and why not? So yeah, it was a little disheartening to hear that since like I from the very beginning ran on this theory that like. Snake and Big Boss in a grander scheme were different characters and that every time a character went from being Snake to being Big Boss their voice changed to reflect that. So like it was a little sad finding out my grand theory was kind of like at least outside of my own head canon kind of non-existent. What was your theory? Well that Snake and Big Boss were characters in a grander scheme than just being people. That at some point, uh, <clears throat> maybe maybe Snake and Big Boss are actually ideals. And at some point, Snake, like, like Big Boss as a character, was Snake at one point. And when he became Big Boss, his voice changed to reflect that. That every Snake that is a Big Boss has a different voice. Same with... Uh, Solidus, and the fact mm. that when Big Boss shows up in four, he's got a different voice. But uh, yeah, that turned out to be a whole lot of nothing. I'm not quite sure I understand uh, um, that Big Boss became Big Boss rather than just being him, and the voice reflected that. Yeah, that at one point, Big Boss was Snake. Snake, I guess Snake and Big Boss are ideals. Rather than just people or code names. Uh, sounds like we need to make a topic out of that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm down. That's going down, a, going down a road. Joe's not <coughs> able to travel down. Uh, well, well, well get, get, to, get to getting on them games, Joe Face. This is true. But even then, you're... Yeah, so that that yeah <laughs> should be a topic for another day. It seems like, but um, but yeah, 
that's that's some news. Good old David Hater. All right. Uh, next one. The um, I think it was shoot. Was it Wednesday or Tuesday of this week? The Oculus Rift finally started being uh, shipped out to people, and then a whole bunch of reviewers on uh, like Polygon and The Verge and Wired and pretty much every tech and gaming outlet was doing their own review, and that's why I put the Oculus review in here. I don't know if either of you guys got a chance to watch this particular review, but... Um, I just said I ain't looked. I didn't get a chance either. Give us the... Uh, <laughs> Who is it? Give us the particulars, Joe Face. So, Who to sum it, it up... Go ahead. We're gonna say who is it? What do you mean? Who is it? Oh, The Verge. Yeah, uh, it was The Verge. They, they did the most in-depth interview that I saw out of all of them. The video interview, and uh, excuse me, interview? interview review. Sorry, <laughs> video review. Get it together. Yeah, I'm losing it. It's almost twelve, man. Uh, What's so, the yeah. name of the reviewer? I don't remember her name. Uh, she's just, uh, don't worry she, about it. She's just one of the people from The Verge. They don't list her name on the. What did they say? So. The gist of it pretty much is the thing is expensive, and if you're really into VR, this is something for you. But if not, don't even bother with it until at least a year or so. Mm-hmm. And all the and the other big thing she said about the all the games that she was feeling nauseous with the games that were basically sloppy ports over to VR. But for all the games that were built for VR, actually she didn't feel nauseated at all, and she was able to play it for hours and hours. So. Mm. That's surprise, surprise. Ported games are dog shit. <laughs> right, but in amazing. The, but in the case of VR, it's almost kind of dangerous because if it's not done well, it can actually make you feel physically ill. So it's that's kind of scary. Well, that's yeah. first-person shooters for anyone with motion sickness. Right, but this is to <laughs> the extreme because it's really your body's just not uh, adjusted to what you're seeing at all. So it, it's it's pretty bad. How does uh, how do how are the other reviews? The other reviews out? were a lot shorter, and they didn't go that in depth. Mainly, they were just saying that this is not a fad. This is the real thing. VR is here to stay, and that if you uh, if you really want to invest inside of it, make sure to have a ton of money because it's not going to be cheap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny now that it's released. Finally, people are. Talking about the price point. Yeah, it's it's, it's a <laughs> like, lot of money. Like, I don't know why I feel like nobody was talking about that before. They were all like, "Oh yeah," like, I guess we have to wait for PSVR to come out. Yeah, because mm. that's kind of like the middle class Christmas present. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you were one of those people that were just super just hooked on the VR thing and trying it. And had the early dev kits, then yeah, it's all—it's definitely for you. But if not, then don't even worry about it for quite some time until it gets cheaper. Because uh, I'm still yet yeah. to see a game that is worth buying a headset for. Tell me again, by what year is this supposed to crack? Uh, how many billion dollars? Uh, the combined VR and AR businesses are supposed to be 120 billion dollar industry by 20. 20 i thought it was 2022 mm. 2020 so in four years it's gonna be 120 billion dollars correct yes uh i'm gonna go ahead and say no 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say... Fuck no. Mm. I, I... Not even... I don't know. It's... This is just stuff the analysts are saying simply because... Half that would be crazy. Yeah. Why it, are they saying it? It's because so many big VC, uh, VC firms are investing truckloads of money into this stuff that it looks that way right now. But in reality, we know it's not going to hit that mark. It, it doesn't look like... How could they... There's got to be more factors that we're not thinking about right now. Because it's just like, at that price point, that's... It's, it's because, crazy. It's because of the the way that the the companies are being evaluated. So essentially, they're people are investing like millions of dollars into these companies, but they're saying that they're going to be that they're being seen as like billion dollar companies. So they're just it's it's they're just making it seem like it's going to be a big thing. Yeah. In reality, it's I guess I'm confusing the industry because maybe that just includes like the amount of money that gets shifted around yeah. in the uh, industry uh, versus actual sales of units. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're yeah. not thinking about actual sales. They're thinking about how much these companies are going to supposedly be worth. <sighs> yeah, I even still would say maybe not that much because <laughs> you know all these reviews are coming out. And who knows if they're right or not, but it seems like they're all saying, wait on this. Yeah, um, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much it. You know, it's, it's going to take a lot for people to start adopting this. I think in four years, we will see adoption rates go up, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think we'll already be at, well, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's a lot of hype right now. We'll have a clearer picture within a year once or probably maybe a little over a year once all these headsets are finally out and people are actually we'll buying yeah stuff. we'll see what happens when psvr launches yep that's gonna be the real one showing how well it does all right what's the next article here uh ah yes good old blizzard and overwatch so from uh Eurogamer, there's an article about blizzard to remove overwatch pose accused of reducing Tracer to another bland female sex symbol. Uh, what? So there's a character in Overwatch. Her name is Tracer, and she wears very tight clothing. And apparently, one of the the fans uh, of the game was complaining about how out of character this particular pose of her was from how she would usually be doing things. She was usually a very the way she interacted with her animations and stuff was very cheerful and very playful like and just suddenly now uh, this fan was freaking out and like yelling and saying like Blizzard remove this pose it's just it's completely out of her character you're now sexualizing her and people were just and Blizzard didn't, I guess didn't want to deal with all that so they just basically are just removing the pose altogether which I don't think they should have done but I think people yeah, are that's, losing that's their shit on this the question is censorship okay when people are offended? Mm. This was one person who was offended. And in the comments, they were going back and forth, back and forth about you know, people were thinking it was a good idea, bad idea, blah, blah, blah. But Yeah, this seems like a no-win situation for Blizzard. No yeah. matter what they do, they're going to piss off some huge crop of the audience. So it's yeah. just that's damage true. control either way. That's that's a good point. It probably was. Just... Well, I, I mean, I think... 
I don't think they need to change it. It's in the game. It's fine. You know, fix other shit that's probably broken with it. Uh, as far as them changing it, it looks like they're saying um, they're trying to do better. And they said uh, not everyone's going to agree with it. And they were there to say they say they're not pandering or caving, and that it was the right call from their perspective. Um, and I kind of believe that it seems like something they may have overlooked. There's another quote down here uh, where it says their female employees have brought this up, and that somebody's daughter told them about a world of a WoW cinematic. I guess had women, and his daughter saw it and was just like, "Why are they all in swimsuits?" And he was like, I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> so, it's obviously something that gets out of control sometimes. I think this is... I haven't played the game and I don't know anything about this character. Uh, I'm looking at her butt crack right now. Um, I think it's it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, they wanted to replace it, so they did. Uh and honestly, if it pisses off people who are upset that it's getting taken out, I think that's funnier than pissing off <laughs> the one other person. Not even it didn't even seem like they were that pissed off. It just seems like they were pointing it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they made a good point. I guess there's poses on another character who is kind of defined by flaunting her sexuality, but it's out of character for this one. I don't know. I haven't played the game. What the fuck game is this? Overwatch? Overwatch. This is their new upcoming MOBA. It, it's, is it? Yeah, I was about to say, it's basically League of Legends featuring uh, Blizzard characters, right? Uh, mm, no. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't care. This is like a... Well, I'm someone who doesn't know MOBAs from a hole in the wall, so... Yeah, I don't... I guess you could just call it an arena battler, or whatever. It's just, it's one... I mean, they do have a they do have an actual MOBA that's like Dota and, like, League of Legends with, with their characters, but this is a different game. Any, anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Either way... Yeah. I don't give a <laughs> yeah, shit. It's... Um, yeah. We don't need to talk about this anymore. Yeah, so that happens. It is what it is. It is. All right, next article here. Uh, let me open this up. Uh, it's from Kotaku. This one kind of blew up a little uh, today. Actually, it was yesterday. It was like today. Or, I don't remember which day it was. I think I know which one this is. Yeah, this is the one with um, Nintendo employee being terminated. This is a this is a pretty uncomfortable one all around. Shoot, stupid fucking thing. It's, it's not scrolling automatically. Yeah, Nintendo employee terminate. Fuck, stop scrolling. We, I know I don't have ads <laughs> turned on. Fuck, stop. All right. Sorry about that. It's just it's reading I have ads turned off and it's bitching about it. Anyway. Uh, Nintendo employee terminated after smear campaign over censorship. Company denies harassment was a factor. So, uh, what was her name? Uh, a Nintendo employee named Allison Rapp. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, she was supposedly fired because, uh, according to Nintendo, they fired her because she was doing some other type of job that was conflicting with her current job. She worked in marketing uh, in the Nintendo Treehouse, which are responsible for doing all the, the localization and translation and all that kind of stuff for their for their games. 
And um, that's why Nintendo said she got let go. But then the other side of it is saying that uh, over a long period of time, like a couple of months, she um, she had been very vocal about her feelings oh. on on certain games and all, and because of all, some of the things that she was saying, people were not liking it. They were calling her what was it, like a feminazi and a whole bunch of other ridiculous. Shit. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, yes, yes calling, calling no, calling her cancerous, a feminazi, a feminazi face piercing bitch. And a whole bunch of other stuff, and yeah, it's. So I I read a little bit about this. This is a a, a much muddier situation than you might think, and you gotta put this in the context of uh, being in an age where people get themselves fired via Facebook. Right. Yeah. Um. So she was on her Twitter vocalizing issues um and maybe this i'm not sure if this all had to do with her work but vocalizing issues regarding the depiction of like sexualization of uh teenage characters underage characters yeah and uh some of this uh came up in her work where characters who were under 18 and certain things got censored yeah so um Right. And that was making a lot of people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was saying that someone found a 2011 college essay of hers where she was exploring the Japanese relationship with child porn laws. And someone really kind of, they, they were using that pretty much as a way to kind of like, you know, fan the flames, if you will, to make it seem like that she was for child pornography and pedophilia and everyone was just kind of taking out of context and she was trying to defend herself. And that was all the tweets that you were probably seeing. Um, that she was, that she was having in there. Some of it, some of it is her, um, expressing an issue with how, like, um, trying to find the white, the right word here. Um, uptight is the best word I can find right now, probably because I have alcohol in my system. Um, in regards to how, the U.S. media will depict sexuality within underage characters or underage people in general. And there is something to what she's saying in the sense that, like, kids younger and younger are getting into some dirtier and dirtier shit. (laughs) Um, I remember my sister telling me she was talking to kids like two years underneath her and they had like very active sex lives and shit like that and i think that's kind of what she's going for but when you say stuff like that people tend to jump to the worst case scenario which is this chick is for like teenagers just wantonly and unabashedly fucking Mm. yeah and it's it's some it's some risky shit to put on your twitter especially when you work for a place like Nintendo. It's stuff you shouldn't be putting on your Twitter at all. At all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't deny that this chick may have been gamer-gated to varying degrees. In regards to her getting fired, I think she had as much a hand in it as her detractors. I mean, she sh- should have seen this was seen this coming. I mean, when the su- uh, I mean there's been but so many cases already. Why so- shouldn't she have put that on her Twitter? It was what? What was it? Her thesis or something? No. It w- well, no, no, no. Her detractors like snagged a uh, college essay she wrote and used mm-hmm. that as kind of like the basis for their attack, much like yeah. 
one of uh, Zoe Quinn's exes made some posts, and that became the basis for Gamergate. Um, uh-huh. Well, no, she'd made some other posts, that posts, posts in her own right regarding uh, issues with how restrictive and uptight people are regarding teenage sexuality in this mm. country and how it's depicted and how it should be more open and it all seemed a bit suspect not suspect it all if you're not looking at it carefully it sounds creepy yeah i don't know anytime you if you're in marketing and you work for a company you don't really want to have any opinions ever (laughs) (laughs) exactly Um, uh, especially with Nintendo, like I, I it kind of bothers me that that's the case, um, but it that's doubly the case for a company like Nintendo that is so Japanese and and old school. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of even don't want to speak about this because this is the first time hearing about it, and I haven't had time to read all of this shit. It's a long article. Mm. But uh, I know it does yeah. seem like it's another case of where something unfortunate happened, and then the fucking mob steps in and gets out of control and starts getting out of hand, uh, and they blow it up. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, um, um, yeah. You're, you're probably going to want to check Joe's notes for this because it seems like uh, any like hub for this story gets censored almost instantly because <laughs> yeah i uh i, I removed the the reddit link it's probably still in there because i just wanted the notes to be more clear but it's in the history and if you yeah in the reddit post that uh, uh, popped up as soon as this like news story came up oh my god within like minutes all the comments were removed and there were like almost over 50 comments just all just all silenced immediately and it was a whole bunch of links. It was it was crazy. This got <laughs> this spiraled out of control pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It was one of those kind Boy, of stories. did it. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. It's just main point of this is just, you got to be careful what you say on on social media, especially if you're working for a big company. I mean, that's what. Oh, yeah. yeah. And especially oh, okay. if you have a controversial con- uh, a controversial opinion on something, uh, yeah, even I'm if it's the, not I'm as controversial as right it now. seems. What was that? I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the tweets right now. Yeah, this is insane. Why would you be talking about this if you're working yeah. marketing for Nintendo? Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious what her other job was that they're saying she had a conflicting interest they were, was. They were saying modeling. It was something dealing with modeling or something like that. Uh, maybe she was doing like marketing uh, modeling or something yeah that's what they said wouldn't, wouldn't but, uh, it be funny if that was the 100% legit reason why this happened uh, I mean I guarantee this other shit was not they were like somebody was like we gotta get her out of here <laughs> can we find anything uh, yeah conflict of interest because you know it and honestly I think um you know, all the shit she was posting on Twitter, that is like stern talking to uh, warranting. It's like, it's your job to be part of the face of our company. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're Nintendo. You cannot do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... <I> mean, it's... <laughs> uh, it's like, like, lady, look at this Mitomo. 
You see how cute it is? You see how friendly and non-threatening it is? That's what we're trying to be all the time. Well, Mitomo's you a like this example. Mitomo. Yeah, it kind of is. You can say you something. Can, you, you can say anything well, you no, want on Mitomo. You can say anything you want, but, but well, no, that kind of proves my point because, like, look at the kind of shit that can come out of that Mitomo and look how it's still adorable and non threatening. Uh, I don't know. Some of those comments. <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you're. If you're ever in PR and marketing, that's like, I mean, it's one thing if you're an engineer and you're just kind of, you know, just saying random things on Twitter. But if you're supposed to be the the, the face, you don't, you yeah. don't, don't say stuff like that. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's risky it's business. Times. Yeah, I mean, it's risky business even if, like, there was no way to connect her job to her. Talking about something like that, you got to be real careful because... Mm. That's one of those situations people see as clear-cut black and white talking about sex and children. Yeah. Street. I mean, it it is, I will say in this day and age, from what I've seen, it is is actually pretty hard to fire people because the laws are so put in place to protect people. So they they did find something to get her out of there because you kind of have to do Mm. bend things a little bit. And, and move shit around if you want to get rid of somebody. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a bad situation all around. And well, we'll see where <laughs> her life goes after this. Like, uh, I just, we'll see. Mm, you know, I, That's I, I'm, sure, I'm sure someone will give her a job. Maybe. Well, at reduced but, uh, pay. Well, I, well actually, I'm, people on I don't know about that. People on Twitter were already um, contacting her and outreaching to her to say, you know, were you? I mean, are you willing to relocate to like California? Because you know, for a potential job. So, I mean, people are reaching out and helping her. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. she won't have a. It's just the other part of that is you know it's Nintendo. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and we well, know Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Family friendly. All that they're like, stuff. well, not not even that. They're just one of the last fucking bastions of cocksucking companies that are still likable because we love their products, but they're still very much like In the dark ages. <laughs> it's they're not exactly Konami, but they kind of float that line sometimes. Yeah, but we forgive them because Mario's cool. Yeah. You got Zelda and Samus and all that other shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I wish her the best, and hopefully she's learned from this in the future. Yeah, stop stop talking about that shit on Twitter. At least mm-hmm. don't put your name and face on it. Yeah. All right. Um, next article here. Something a bit more cheerful. League of Legends... Well, we put we'll put you through. We'll let you pull out. You put on there. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. what I put on there. Okay. That shit will put you through college. Yeah. So, <laughs> an article by Polygon: The University of California announces a League of Legends scholarship. So, yeah, this is oh, pretty cool. Yeah. They're really. Uh, what what are they? They actually created a whole new position for this. Where where is it? Um, the they have an esports director. Yeah, that's his name. So there's an, they have an esports director now. Mm-hmm. And not just that, they actually have basically a, um, I want to say, I can't remember which college it was, but um, did they say in the article? Irvine? 
Yeah, or uh, UC Irvine, where it's like they basically have like a uh, an esports center where you can basically go there. It, it's it's an esports dojo, basically. Yeah, it's uh, it's being funded on, on and, the campus. Well, not funded, but I guess uh, assisted money wise by um with excuse me uh, by Riot Games. I buy power and uh, Riot Games. Right. Yeah. So. And it's for so they said they they did a survey on campus with over uh, twelve hundred uh, students and seventy two percent of them identified themselves as gamers. So the whole reason why the college is even doing this at all is because they want to be seen as the as the place where there where all the gamers come or the place where they're they want to be the most gamer friendly college out there, pretty much as they yeah. as they're putting it. So. So they can attract Dude. more people. So they're just doing this so, so they can just get more people to come to their UC Irvine. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: it's like, I mean, it's a it's a big part of people's lives now. It's yeah. a um, indus- It's a billion dollar industry. It's true, and it's it's interesting. I mean, you have you have so many art colleges. You have colleges towards dedicated to game design to audio visual special effects movies that sort of thing so i mean i'm happy to see that you know we've hit this point now where it's okay here's the place you can go to if you're actually dedicated to esports it's not just this thing you've got to gamble on you can actually go here and be trained professionally (laughs) it's great that we can say that now you can be trained yeah I like that. Well, you know, it's just it's just there's there's avenues for everything now. Everyone's accepting it and you know. So, so they're offering scholarships for Yep. Yeah. So so how it works is that the scholarship will be offered to 10 students for up to 4 years um at the school and uh as the students graduate, it just opens it up the positions again for for new students to take on the scholarships. It's only for 10 students though at a time. That's not a lot. <laughs> Well, we're I just mean, starting too, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably true. not a lot of people are even that good enough, you know, because you have yeah, to be good. It's true. It's I mean, like basketball; you got to be really good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people get really excited. It's oh man, you get to play games professionally, or you get to play games for a living. But that shit is hard. They do it eight hours a well, day. And yeah, it's, it's a job. Any ask any kid. <laughs> <laughs> me and Mike went to school with who thought they were going to go to Korea and become pro StarCraft players. <laughs> It's it's intense. It's some. It's you not saw a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, you really have to like that game a lot because after a well, while, like any job, I will. Just... I I not only ask but challenge any listener who's thinking this sounds easy. Play any game eight hours straight. Mm. Any game, your favorite game, an easy game, a fun game, a game you've never played before. Eight hours straight, right? Do that one day. Then get up in the morning and do it again. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I used to do that with Tony Hawk too. <laughs> <laughs> He's training. Mm. Yeah. Hey man, then you could have been a pro Tony Hawk player if there was a league for it. That's a valid point. Uh, maybe there there wasn't. This is all before that shit, man. Yeah. What? Well, who knows? Yeah. What was his name? The guy, like the first real kid to kind of really he played on real. Uh, fatality. Fatality. Yeah. yeah. Good old that fatality. I shouldn't, like... I shouldn't have so much hostility towards him as I do, but like, I think maybe it was the fact that he was insisting that he was an athlete. Hmm. 
Well, he's an he's a yeah. <laughs> he was sort of an athlete, but not because he played games for a living. It's because <laughs> he worked out because he was insistent that. Well, I mean, which is true. You train your body and yeah, and keep staying in shape. Your mind just works better, and your keep sharp. Hands work yeah. better. Yeah, about like running a mile or a mile or two a day or something like that. I don't yeah. know. It was. I guess maybe it was just something about it was a combination of two things something about how he presented it he just came off kind of like self i don't know if self-righteous is the right term but like maybe pretentious self-aggrandizing yeah yeah and um it was i think it was daniel daniel danagrado or something like that a a professional poker player i want to say this was the guy and he was joking that like because the topic of whether or not poker is a sport came up and, you know, you got different uh, takes on it from different pro guys. And then he was saying that, like, no, if it's if you can drink a beer while doing it, it's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why that just seems so I was so down with that. That seems so wise, and so perfect. Yeah, he said that before, and I've always agreed with it, but when yeah. I think about it more, there's a lot of sports where you can drink a beer. Uh, it's not best to, probably like tennis, you can drink a beer, but... Well, I imagine in the case of poker, drinking a beer might actually improve your game. It might make it harder for the guy to get a read on you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, by that logic, bowling shouldn't be a sport, because um, I know many of you game improved when they started drinking. Ah. Mm. Mm. Well, either way, this is great news and hopefully we'll see lots more of it. I mean, that's what they were saying in the article that they, they're hoping this will kind of lead the way for other schools to, to start doing the same thing with esports, which is... I'd like great. to see it. Yep. Er. Future's weird. <laughs> I'm yeah. down with it. Yep. Uh, this is the future. It's the future. We are living the future. We are living the now. We're living in the future. Mm-hmm. All right. Next article by Polygon. Starting today, anyone can turn, well, today, meaning yesterday, anyone can turn their Xbox One into a, a dev kit for free. So uh, essentially how it works is that with the, the update, so there's two updates that are happening. There's the update right now where you can have the preview where you can essentially just turn on a special dev mode on your Xbox One, which would then allow you to hook it up. If you hook it to your your PC, you can and use download the the Visual Studio tool, which is what developers use to actually build games in. You can then kind of make it recognize the 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 Xbox, and actually whatever games you're developing in there will then show up on the console. But it's, since it's only in preview mode, you only be you'll have limited access to how much RAM. Anyway, it, <laughs> the fact is, what you can do now is you are making games. You can now test them on your uh, your Xbox One, which is great news. And uh, this news came out of the um, the Microsoft Build Conference, which was happening uh, yesterday and today, and it's finishing off tomorrow. They introduced a whole like slew of just uh, like uh, new things coming out for their platform and the Xbox and a whole bunch of other stuff. So if you're a developer, it's some Really great news, but I know none of you are. I'm rambling because I'm excited. Now, Joe Face. Yeah. Don't 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 gloss over this. 
is a developer. Was that? One of one of the three of us here is in fact a game developer. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm getting excited about this. And it's not me or Pangelina. So Joe Face, what's your take on the hardware? What do you mean, my on the hardware? What I mean, I mean, what's what's your take on this as a whole, as a developer? Give us the perspective. Tell us what's up. I think it's fan. I mean, if you really want me to go really deep into it, and that's. I was starting to go just nuts about it because I'm really excited about this stuff. There's a whole bunch of really awesome news that came out at the conference. But so as a developer, I think this is amazing news, especially for indie game developers. Another big thing that they announced at the first keynote on Wednesday morning was that they're giving support. Actually, no, they announced this at GDC that they were that Microsoft is giving support for the, the mono the mono game framework, which is basically uh, like a, a gaming framework that's built on top of the the open version, the open source version of .NET, which is called Mono. And a lot of the, uh, indie game developers were are like who used to use the NX, NX, uh, XNA framework that they discontinued a long time ago are, are now using that framework, and they didn't have a, a good way to actually put their games on a, a console. And now since that Microsoft is saying they support that framework, that's fantastic news for all these indie developers. Who were who really enjoyed the XNA framework? So now they can actually start putting all their games mm-hmm. on the console, even though they won't have access to a lot of RAM. I think I believe it's four hundred. I think it says it in the article. Let me let me look here. Um, so yes, so in the preview only uh, preview only mode, um, that's that you have access to right now. You'll have access to four hundred and forty eight. Uh, megabytes instead of the eight gigs uh, of RAM that is going to be coming out in the the summer update that's going to be happening. So it's not a lot of processing power that you can have access to, but it's still really great. So that way, if you're like just you're building this game and you're really excited, you want to make sure that it works out really well on the big screen and you know maps correctly and all that good stuff. And now is your opportunity to just dive right in and do it. So from like a from a developer's perspective. I think this is fantastic news. So the RAM issue will be fixed in the summer, then. Yeah, they'll just give they'll give you more access to the RAM in, okay. in the summer, which is great news. Uh, this is an interesting. Did this news come straight out of the dark, or were there inklings about it? This was all completely new news that got announced at the keynote on Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, so it's it seems like another. Another thing, like Microsoft's been, you know, slowly taking a lot of good steps, uh, winning back, trying to win back the consumers and the and the developers. Because I feel like a lot of indie developers have really flocked to PS4. Uh, Sony's been really good with uh, their indie developers over the past few years. They really fostered a lot of good games and gave a lot of games uh, a good home on PlayStation. So, so I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what if you know, how people feel about uh, X Bone after this. So that was only one update that came out of the Microsoft Build uh, keynote. There were a whole bunch of really amazing announcements that were incredibly developer friendly to kind of. Uh, I mean, like you were saying, win them back, if you will. I mean, like some another one is they kind of mentioned it a little bit in this article. The the U, U 
excuse me, UWP, which is basically, I think that stands for Universal Windows Platform. I believe that's what it stands for. But essentially what they were talking about is that they're now trying to kind of unify all the different platforms they have. So currently before this announcement, this happened, uh, they had the the new Windows Store that was in Windows 10. And only certain games, excuse me, only certain type of uh, Windows applications uh, could be put into the store, but now they're opening uh, opening it up so that all these legacy Windows applications, meaning games as well, will now be able to go into the store. And to make it even better, what they're doing is they're now unifying the the Xbox store and also the the Windows uh, store as well, so that way you can make apps for the Xbox and so and whatever games you make on on the PC store will now also be in the Xbox store. So they want to yeah. trying to cater to all the developers, and there was a whole bunch of other big announcements that were really developer friendly, like uh, like a huge, huge, huge announcement that happened was that they purchased the company Xamarin. Xamarins are the ones that they create. Um, um, they built on top of Mono, the open source version of .NET, the ability to make mobile. Uh, like mobile games, like for uh, for iOS and for like uh, smartwatches and and Android. And right now, Microsoft they were really that's not a place that they really kind of did really well in. So now they just purchased the company, and that literally happened, which was crazy, like two weeks before the actual uh, big uh, build mm. conference happened. So now developers yeah. can take advantage of that. It's it's crazy. Yeah. There's, there's tons so, of other stuff. Yeah, back up a second. You kind of glossed over this whole unifying of PC and uh, Xbox thing, which is something they've been trying to push for a bit. I think they had a yeah, they had a tagline for that or something. But um, yeah, I heard it wasn't working out so well. Like I, I saw a Jimquisition or something where he was talking about this how uh, how uh, a lot of because you know they're two different spaces. Um, like PC is super open, you can do anything with anything you want on there, and the consoles are usually pretty closed off. But and there's he was basically explaining some problems between that, you know, especially basically that the uh, he might have even been complaining about like games for Windows Live, but or something something about that. Uh, basically, they were being really restrictive with content on PC, which is. Uh, a big they're just doing a bunch of big no-no shit yeah so their answer to that was um yeah i did i kind of was talking about so much stuff but so basically to fix that that problem there they released a um a new tool for developers to use called the windows desktop converter i can't remember the exact name but essentially all it's going to do is that instead of locking out all these these apps out of their ecosystem they're now you just developers can now take advantage of that special tool they're going to be releasing and kind of uh convert all of the the old apps like for that don't fit into that ecosystem so that they now will work inside of the store so they're basically opening it back up again hmm. interesting yeah. so yeah i know it seems like they've been listening to a lot of feedback um, which is I'm I'm curious. This whole the this whole console generation is really interesting because um, you know we, we were kind of uh, 
pushing for um, or they were they were trying to push for I think they were saying uh, you know these long lifespans long lifespans we're gonna have these are gonna be in your home for like nine years um, so and and we saw kind of the ps3 kind of overtake or equal uh, 360 near the end of the cycle so I'm curious how even the playing field will get like five years out from now we'll see where microsoft is at yeah but i also feel like i know something some for some reason i feel like the the lifespans might be the talk we were having last week about uh, upgrading the consoles and stuff but that would actually extend things out so but i don't know mm. um can i confess to something here yeah I only put this story in so I could hear Joe get like hyped up and impassioned about game development. Yeah, there's, you know, <laughs> there is so much stuff that came out of this conference for developers. And I mean, at so many of, uh, at the keynote, the keynotes were like three hours long or something. And it's just developers were losing their minds and all the stuff that they were talking about. And it's, it was mainly mm-hmm. all just, like enhancements and stuff like that but but anyway really it just comes down to that for with the xbox and gaming related stuff yeah but they're, they're just they're trying to be way more open now they 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 were hearing everyone talking about how they were being so closed off but now they they, they want to try and be as open as possible and get as many developers as possible using their tools that's good so from what it seems like is the current situation that if you want to develop on PS4, you still have to order a dev kit? Correct. Yes, they haven't. Okay, owned and and so Xbone is bridging that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, get on you, Mike. That's a that's a big move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it was. I mean, it was almost shocking. It's one they were promising for a while, though, weren't they? Uh. I don't think they had ever promised that, but they had. It's something that developers really wanted. I mean, oh, uh, okay. I mean, a, a long time ago when XNA was still kind of a thing, if you signed up for their special program, you were able to. Yeah, I remember doing that. You were able to hook up your Xbox to your PC and uh, launch your game via Visual Studio. So you could do mm-hmm. something like this back in the day. But now okay. they're, they're they're just trying to make it so that it's as easy as possible to get in there and make it so that just about anyone can just fire up, you know, the Xbox and just start testing anything they want on there. Well, you know, game. That's good. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, they're. Um, yeah, I mean, even and even like outside of the whole gaming part and just more on the developer side, they develop. Man, it was just it was crazy how much how much stuff they were open sourcing and how much stuff they were like exposing to developers, which is so not Microsoft. So it's just, it was shocking all the, the crazy announcements coming out of this conference. I was quite excited. I did a whole bunch of other stuff too. Anyway, thank you for putting that <laughs> in Lionel. I could go on. That, that was, that was it. Just yeah. basically get hearing you get all hyped up and impassioned about it. Was why I did it. I could go on for hours about that shit. That's purely that's, selfish reasons, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that Thank you is, for indulging me. That stuff is my world. All right. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Uh, uh, 
All right, so yeah, wait, was this yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. So next article from uh, The Verge: um, the the special Final Fantasy 15 uncovered event took place, and oh my, they released a whole bunch of news and things related to Final Fantasy 15. There's going to be an anime, right? Oh yeah, and it's going to be on YouTube, and each episode is going to be ten yeah. minutes long. Whoa. What the fuck? That's weird. Yeah. Is this different than the CG thing? It's going to cover the main character's backstory, right? It's going to be a prequel, yeah. Prequel to the game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the other news is they're going to... They announced they're going to be releasing a mobile game, a a mini-game. It's a pinball game. Um... Oh, it's a, a mobile pinball game. Yep. It's going to be released on (laughs) iOS, Android, and Windows 10. Interesting. It's called It's called Justice Monsters Five. That's a name. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a Super Sentai team. That sounds like <laughs> a whoa. straight up Power Rangers ripoff. Yeah. Uh, they announced when the Final Fantasy XV is actually coming out, which is September thirtieth. What else they got here? Uh, oh yeah, they released that. They when they made this these announcements, they also released a demo on the PS4 for uh, for the game. And oh yeah, they're also making another uh, full CG movie like Advent Children about Final Ooh. Fantasy. Uh, Ooh, I love Advent Children. Yeah. This could be awesome. Do you? <laughs> I Are do. you sure you love Advent Children? <laughs> yeah, I do. You you name I'm not going to call you because I actually like you as a person. I do love Advent Children. Huh. Yeah, it's well, it's actually being made by the same director uh, of Advent Children, and a lot of the same people who worked on Advent Children are going to be working on that movie as well. I'm fucking down. Yeah, I'm uh, all the way down. I'm downtown Julie Brown. Okay, uh, those are all the big things they announced, which was quite Who's a lot. Julie Brown, some chick on MTV before we were like cognizant. Oh. Nice. Uh, Joe, you've glossed over the fact that Sean Bean's going to be in this movie. I did? Where? Which? Oh, crap, you're right. From Game of Thrones, Sean Bean and Lena... I don't even know who these people are. Who are those? Sean Bean! Alec Trevelyan! I have no idea who those people are. We just fucking watched him in Goldeneye. He was yeah, the villain. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He he was the like the guy who everyone thought would be the protagonist in Game of Thrones. And yeah. Oh, I have a horrible memory. Don't I don't remember that stuff. You don't he was also in I? Lord of the Rings, right? No, I barely yeah, remember yeah. what I did yesterday. <laughs> Poor Joe Face. Yeah, I'm not joking. I have a very bad memory. I'll tell you what you did. You jacked off into a public sink. Ugh. And I had Seriously. to come bail you out. Mike, why do you always default into him jacking off? No, that's actually... It's probably... Oh... Uh, <laughs> You, you aren't there, Jumper Cables. You're yeah. in another state. Hey, hey, you default into me being a fluffer. So, <laughs> uh, bag of dicks. You guys are the best. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm, you're right. I'm sorry that those actually well, are good points. I have to say that I. When did this news happen? Yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of still don't care. All right. It well, just it's... doesn't look as. I mean, I'll watch these trailers and see what it looks. Uh, maybe the anime will be interesting. And they got Sean Bean on board, so that's cool. But I don't. Maybe if I sit down with this new demo mm. that's supposedly more 
friendlier or something. It'll be interesting, but uh, yeah, I don't know. These uh, JRPGs just aren't. I haven't had one hold my attention in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I well, I for one am down. I want to see what they're trying to put down here. I'm interested. Yeah, I I stopped caring about the mainline Final Fantasy games at after ten. So it, this is, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I did need. To, I do need some convincing as well. So we will see. Yeah. I mean, part of it is I think I might just be in a different place in my life. I'm a different person. Uh, um, I don't know. Again, check out that Rama trailer. That shit was sick. The what trailer? Uh, basically, there's a trailer where uh, Noctis summons Rama to take out a behemoth. And it's, I think I talked about it in the previous episode where mm. it, it made not, it wasn't just the fact that the summon was huge and left the stage a smoking crater, but also the fact that you had the characters commenting on how huge and like mythic and fucking godlike this entity that got summoned felt. And it yeah. made me question how I looked at made me question every summon I used in every Final Fantasy game I ever played. Mm. That's cool. I feel like if I ever do give it a chance, I feel like it'll just be me going back and forth. Like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is cool. Like, I wish this were a lot better. Like, I don't like this. This is cool, but it could have been better. Like, I feel like that's going to be my experience with this game if I ever play it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, that that's just kind of exhausting. Yeah, they have gone in a very uh, well. They kind of they kind of fell off. I mean, where they f- fell off varies from person to person. But I want to say the consensus is like after ten is where it got less and less expired uh, expired inspired, and by thirteen it had expired so to speak uh, i don't know i feel like 12 was really actually interesting just like visually and character wise and uh you need to stop that <laughs> it was uh yeah but yeah it was like visually it was it was cool looking and the gameplay mechanic was interesting and everything was i don't know it felt fresh uh and different and then, I don't know, 13 was just a huge step back. And I didn't care about the world or the characters. I played probably like, I don't know, I feel like two to four hours of the beginning. And it was, just, I don't know, I didn't care. You lasted longer than I did, man. I couldn't take that more that more than like. And you, you owned like a physical copy of the game, right, Joe? Yeah, and I feel bad. I remember seeing that when I visited you one day. Uh, one day, it was after the first, I think, like hour. It, it was just bad. I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, it was just. I mean, Sean Baby, I think, wrote somewhere that it was just like running down a hallway with, uh, with pretty pictures on the walls. Yeah, and after reading a bit more. Uh, a bit more articles about the game and people saying, "Oh no, no, you just got to, you just got to play it for like eight hours, and then it finally starts to pick up and gets interesting." <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah. it was like thirty hours. 30, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it kicks in at the twenty-five hour mark. 
No, that that's not a good game. That's it's like yeah, I'm sorry that yeah. that's 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 a lot of games have like come and gone by that point. No, that's <laughs> I've never heard. I don't think I've ever heard anybody give a positive review or reaction to that game. And yet they made I'm, another I'm, one. I'm sure they're they out made there. Sequels. They made multiple sequels to 13. Yeah, somebody was really not somebody. There's some huge crop of people who are really into the lore. I no, guess. No, I mean apparently the game sold millions. I mean it did. It of did course, well enough. it was. Yeah, it was writing in the name. Yeah, at that yeah, point. the name alone. Just, I'd like to see the numbers since then. I bet they've been steadily declining. Most likely. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, what's the alright so we got one more is that the last this is the last one okay uh, it's by The Verge The Verge again Nintendo partners with San Francisco Public Library to teach kids about game design I thought Aww. this was this is really cool they used Mario Maker which is a fantastic game to kind of teach level design to uh, to kids and the tooling of the game itself is really simple and easy to jump into and I, I think that's a was a great like educational tool for teaching kids the best uh, approaches to design a, a game level and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Which one do you that. put this one on the docket? This is adorable. Yeah, no, this, I thought this was great. Uh, the Nintendo was even doing this. They actually approached the um, the the San Francisco Public Library, so they actually went out of their way to do this, which I which is always nice. Good on you, that's Nintendo. Cool. Yeah. This is legit heartwarming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have a couple positive Nintendo stories this week. Then there you go, <laughs> Nintendo. More of this, less of that muddy ass shit we talked about earlier. Mm. All right. Uh, they sure are a company. Speaking <laughs> of speaking right. of Nintendo, Nintendo talk tonight. Da da da. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to have a little chat about their first mobile game, Mitomo. <laughs> Mitomo oh, God. Mitomo. Uh, so, guys, <laughs> Mike, I know you you kind of jumped on this before. Lionel, what did you think of it? What were your first impressions of it? I really love this. It's great. <laughs> uh, I was hyped last week, and now it's finally here. And uh, I dig it. Uh, it's cool. It's just like it's, <laughs> part of me wishes I had that more people were on it already, mm-hmm. and so I could interact with more people. But at the same time, it's like I just, it's you two and like one other dude that I'm friends with on there right now, and uh, I can just be as grimy and weird as I want. <laughs> uh, and I'm really? gonna try and continue that. Uh, and, and that's another thing I like is that they're not censoring anybody because it it actually is a, a social network like it is a social network that they've created and it's actually a unique and new social network I feel like yeah. um, which is actually pretty extraordinary considering the powerhouses that have kind of have a, have a monopoly on everything you know twitter instagram facebook that they're able to create something that at least i think is really unique and will probably take off yeah what i what i like about it is that they're they've taken pieces from twitter and facebook that i've noticed so far that the messages you can put in there are can only be like a maximum of 100 and 
40 characters, 50 characters. I can't yeah, remember exactly. Which but, feels um, like Twitter. Yeah. And then um, the other thing I like about like, uh, like Mike was saying, like, they, they don't really, they haven't really been censoring anything because right. Yeah. Uh, there's an event happening, I believe next week where you can, everyone answers a certain question. I think the question they put out there to everyone was like, what's your favorite thing? Like, what do you like? Stress doing? relief. Yeah, that's what do you what do to relieve stress? We do, I mean, that's just open to a well, whole bunch of things. I, and you, well, yeah, you know, it. there's going to be a ton of people who, who, who put in jack off. Or, that was the number one thing it, people were putting in on the screen. <laughs> like almost every Wait, guy. So did you, did you see that on through the app? Yeah. It, it opened up the browser. And it can um, okay. It shows you a stream that, of, of everyone. That's cool. Yeah it it was hilarious. I'm kind to, of go ahead. I'm worried that they're gonna bring the hammer down on that type of shit though, because it is. I Nintendo. hope they don't. I, I really. I don't think they will because mm. it it is a social network. So they're kind of you know if you don't like seeing something, you know you can delete someone. You can just yeah. just remove someone. But also, no matter what grimy stuff Mike has said to me in that program, it's always come off as like non-threatening and adorable <laughs> and attached to that silly-ass little avatar waving around with like animu arms and silly expressions and just... yeah, and the Everything is are... so happy. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised to hear that it was full-voiced and you can customize your voice. Like, that's yeah. amazing. That's it's really cool. See, that's the thing why uh, why I love that. Like when when Nintendo is putting into this the whole idea of a social network is that they're actually giving it a personality. It's not just yeah, yeah it's not just you kind of just yeah. you, know, you jump on. It's somewhere. not just this framework you use to whatever. You know, it's yeah. not it, it's not it's not MySpace or Friendster with a new template. Yeah. Yeah. And that's almost what those things are. They are templates themselves, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are mm-hmm. just vehicles for you. I feel like this actually stole some uh, uh, bits from another networking site, which is OkCupid, mm. like all the questions. Yeah, that was genius. You know? Yeah, there was another website that was just all about questions, but I don't remember the name of it. And I want to say it went under not too long ago. Mm. But I don't remember, again, I don't remember. But the th- name. that is probably one of the the features I love about this whole app the most is that because of the, the way that they're always constantly you asking you questions and engaging other people with those like yeah. your, with your answers, it always feels like there's a conversation happening. It never yeah, feels like just, you're being left out. It's so much better than than Facebook, rather than because they're asking you know very simple things and you just answer it and you forget about it whereas on facebook it's like oh you, you gotta be like oh i'm gonna post this and I'll, hopefully i'll get likes or some hopefully someone will respond or yeah hopefully this will generate some conversation or, or it's just like if nobody cares about specifically what you're saying then it doesn't matter but on this it, it's more like the act and the expectations are more in line with one another versus yeah, it's it's like a little more throwaway. Facebook and then you're just kind of sitting there looking at it, waiting for the update, and nobody looks at it, and you're bummed out. Mm-hmm. Versus you respond to something just kind of whims like like haphazardly. And then everyone you know is telling you that you're wrong and you're stupid and you should have researched this thing before the that before responding to it. And I'm probably just telling you more about my own life than 
anybody else's. And the other big thing that I, I like is that after you a- answer all these questions, the little avatars that represent the people you're connected with, they, they physically leave their virtual space and go out of their way to carry on these questions and responses to other friends and other people yeah. to get them mm. to connect and respond back. I thought yeah. that's like great. Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. this is uh, art imitating life in the sense that I can't get Mike's avatar out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. And the thing I love, I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but when I go to visit Mike's, I guess room or house or whatever, the music that plays just it's fits. like Mexican yeah. music. Right? <laughs> okay, you what? hear it too. Really? You hear it too, Lionel? Oh my god! Yes. Oh shit! Yes. 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 It's like fucking Mexican music. It's okay. so perfect. So I noticed this, and I was wondering where the fuck this came from. So they are doing that yeah. because when I went to Joe's house, it was different music than my house. My my house, my music that I hear is like because there's no way to change it. When I hear it, it's just like kind of like. It's like the background music for The Sims or something. Yeah. It's like n- yeah. nothing. Yeah. But when I went to Joe's, it was like funky. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, and yeah. I was thinking, and, and Joe's was like, have our 70s. So, so funk makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. I wonder how Joe changed his music. And then I added another guy who's Japanese and I went to his house and it had like the most like Asian sounding like ding ding dong dong like music <laughs> in the background. Uh, was... I'm cu- curious as to what my music sounds like. <laughs> yeah, the but I... I'm, oh man, I'm like, how did they figure that out? So they really plays yeah. Mexican music yeah, in my it's house. Not, it's, <laughs> it does. It sounds like it does. so great. So when, 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 when you show, <laughs> I wish I could record. Yeah, it. that's the first thing I thought of too. I like how the fuck can I record this? Let Mike hear this. This is ridiculous. Oh god, oh, it was so uh, insane. <laughs> it's it's so uh, perfect. That's weird. Yeah, I but mean, I'm just wondering, did it when it was scanning my face? Did it do that or like features? Because there's nothing. I kind of doubt it, if only because like. Mitomo really seemed to think I was Asian. Mm. Like, I, I scanned like twenty six different faces before I just went in there and customized one of them. And Did you like, take your glasses off? I tried that too. It, like eighty mm. percent of them looked Asian. I think uh, when I took my glasses off, one of them became a white guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gave me some like super like light skin and weird shit too. When I but I. I was in the light, so it had to be the right lighting. But I'm curious. Maybe it's because my name on there is the Beaner. Maybe it. Maybe. <laughs> and it, it didn't try to block that either, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. Is, so, yeah. I mean, that, that was my first thinking too. Was like, how, I was looking in my options, like saying, "Is there a way to customize the music?" Or like, "How did this? How did it know?" It's, it was. It was great. I really liked that uh, part of that it. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. uh, dying. Yeah. I mean, God, that's, it's, <laughs> that's another part of it that I just hope doesn't get fucking shut down by someone yeah. complaining. You know, I really like that shit is so charming and well, cute. I, I would hope that at the very least, if they go that route, then they give you the option to choose music. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and because that was that was just too perfect. Yeah, and it's a it's a really small detail, but I love that when you're commenting, your voices like the voices you have for your avatar, you know, does the whole message. That's that's just yeah. I love that. It's yeah, great. I like I said, I wasn't even expecting that. That yeah. was such that's such a great touch. It gives more yeah. life. It keep, to the conversation. Yeah, it just keeps yeah, me like, engaged with the whole thing. It it, it is like kind of funny, like getting an answer from Mike's avatar and he sounds like weird and kind of sickly. And I'm like, yeah, Mike <laughs> would do that. <laughs> Mike would fuck with the voice. I was trying to make it sound like me. Yeah. And my voice came out but all. I think it actually sounds more like Billy Baxter from alone. In the dark. <laughs> are you, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. yeah. Uh, one other thing I really like what they've done is, which I'm surprised no other social network has even touched this, but it makes sense because it's Nintendo. They gamified the social network. They they made it so that every time you comment on something, answer a question, whatever, you get those, I guess they're coins, or I don't know exactly what yeah. it is. But, yeah, every yeah. time you do something, yeah. Yeah, and you can get it to purchase more clothing, and I'm hoping eventually they'll unlock, make it so you can unlock more games and other ways to interact with other people. So that's... Yeah. Because yeah, that's... But yeah, my hope is that it's only up from there. Like I messed around with it a little bit. I played one game and won like a like a like a cat themed beanie and used the money used some money I earned to buy a hat and then it gave mm. me like a style award and Yeah. <laughs> like what kind everything. of game did you play? Yeah, how did you it play was that? like it was well. I, I I went into the shop. I was originally just trying to buy a hat, and then like it took me to like a bunch of different games, and it was kind of like one of mm. those like uh, I want to say it was kind of like Peggle. Like you drop the thing down, it hits a bunch of shit, and then it ends up landing in a spot, and the spot I landed in had the free uh, hoodie. Huh. Mm. I was looking for that yeah. game. Couldn't find That's it. It's weird because yeah, I got game tickets, but I had no idea how to use them. Like, yeah. I can't. Um, I want to say in like the basic menu, not in the clothing menu, but the basic menu, go to the shop and there'll be a bunch of shit. And we'll, uh, I think I'm not sure if they're all games, but mm. like okay. I clicked this one by accident and then I was like, well, since I'm here, let's play. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because to... they drop your they drop your me. And he's and the me reacts accordingly, which is they're horrified as they're dropping and then their face like tenses up as they're bouncing off of shit. <laughs> but then when they win the prize, they're happy and cheery. It's weird because yeah, I was looking in the shop to see if because it seems like other people's houses look different. I was trying to see if you could customize the houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that I noticed that I, I really appreciate, and I'm so glad they're doing this, is that they're. They're making it very open in how you can uh, get people to come to the game. I mean, they make it so that you can share to just any type of type of platform. They make it so that you can load in your Twitter, your friend, your Facebook friends. So I, I yeah, like that they're not being so it. locked in with everything. I loaded one of you in through Twitter and another through Facebook. Yeah. 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 I kind of, I mean, that seems open, but I was actually kind of, I thought it was strange that you couldn't. Just it. put a name in. 
Yeah, just look search for the name or do uh, email or phone number or something. Because that's what I was trying to do with one of you. I, was, I just wanted to put a name in, but it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I know I got him on this Twitter, so let me well, do that. Well, you can you can do that. I mean, if you hit the um, the share button, it'll prompt your your mobile phone for all the default apps. Maybe one. Well, I know at least for Android, it does that. It'll prompt you for if you want to send an email, if you want to send it on any type of social network that you have installed. On your phone, I mean, it gives you well, the that's just that's, yeah, that's send- not very that's not very direct. Oh, okay, yeah, you mean like embedded? That's to the- send like an invite to someone to join Mitomo, right? Well, I, I see what you're saying. I'm, okay. I'm talking about that's what it's like yeah. adding people. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. like we're look, talking like an option is just like search a name or something mm-hmm. like that because yeah. Joe, I knew your name on there before I even add added Mike. Yeah, through Facebook. And I, I was you actually can, to search you, but I had to uh, hit do the Twitter to get you. Yeah, you can't actually do that. If you can go to a friend and then go to like their friends list and then look at people that they're friends with and then add those people. Yeah, I tried that too, and it was like you, you can't. can't go to blah blah blah's house. And I was yeah, like, there's a, the yeah, there's a yeah, there's there's a. That that's a certain place where you go where it'll take you to the house and it'll say you can't go. But there's another place if you go to your friend and then you look at who they're friends with and then it'll give you a list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, hopefully, I, I, I once again, it's the whole Nintendo thing where they want to make sure everyone's safe. But really, I don't know about that. At this point, I mean, they're being very lenient on things so far. So maybe they'll add a feature well, in there where it's easier to follow people. We can only hope that they just improve yeah improve that Uh, yeah i mean i i'll stay i'll something good here nintendo yeah just just keep going forward with it i mean if yeah if it's great because i just don't want them to shut anything out yeah because it's it's fun it's hilarious like reading a question from Joe or Mike, and then like the avatar really gets gets really intense and it zooms in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that cracks me up every time I see it. Yeah, if I can yeah. um, get my friends on this thing, like a lot of them. Yeah, I'm gonna have like, a lot of fun. I'm gonna when I go to work tomorrow, I'm gonna like be scoping out who I could talk into yeah. getting on yeah. this. Even just like with three people, it's like extremely like engaging. It's like this person said this and this, they said this, and they, it just pulls you in. So I yeah. can only imagine how it would be with, yeah. you know, like a hundred friends on there or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing I just found really addictive, I mean, before we even started doing the podcast, I was playing it for almost like an hour and a half. And the thing on on the activity, like your activity menu or something, you can see all the interactions with everything, the comments, the likes, and they have the little indicators on everything. You just want to like click all of them and just see what people are saying and doing. And yeah, oh my God, it's just because every every question basically has a comment section, so that can become like a whole world within itself. Yeah, yeah. and they just keep asking more questions, and I like I like <laughs> answering questions. So it just keeps coming and coming, and uh, it's never ending, but in a good way. Mm. Did you say I was in your house, Jumper Cables? Yeah, you just kind of showed up. Like physically? A, a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, 
here you go. Like I could. Well, two things would happen. One is my avatar would be in the house by himself, and then it'd be like a thought bubble, and it would be you, or it'd be Joe, mm-hmm. and it would just it would just be the opportunity for me to work through your questions and leave comments or likes or whatever. Yeah. And then like, but like a couple of times your character just walks in (laughs) Mexican music kicks in. (laughs) (laughs) And now, and now when I click on you, I can now get the questions asked to me in your voice. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> in your me uh, voice. Because <laughs> I've seen that. Like, I've gone to my house, and, it, and it'll be like, oh, he's at Joe's house right now. I'm yeah. like, okay, whatever. But I, I don't think I've seen anybody come into my house yet. Yeah, I mean, like, out of nowhere, like, my other friend who's on there, he's, in, like, in a, in a bear suit. So out of nowhere, some guy in a bear suit just walks through my door and just starts chatting up a storm with me. And then I have to ask you – know, he, he asked me a bunch of questions, and I asked him to leave. It's just <laughs> – it's great. Well, yeah, it's great. I need one of you guys to confirm for me. Does my character say Ninja Vanish when he leaves? No, but mm. your guy was going on about wine and other stuff. So, I was... oh, okay. yeah, like when I said hi, you said, uh, "Give me your wallet." Which <laughs> okay. I really, yeah, really I put like that, that in there on purpose. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that you can say that. I forget what my did mine say anything when he left. He should have. Oh, yeah, something uh, about your butthole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Night, night, keep your butthole tight. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that's like, and it's great because you're like, you're like waving as you say it. It's just, oh, it's, it's yeah, so well, perfect. It's funny is that there's a cutoff because it's just like night, night. And you're like, oh, he's just being friendly. It's like, <laughs> keep your butthole tight. That's oh, great. It never gets old. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. just like oh, what Lionel was saying. I mean, these things are so adorable looking, and then when you hear them say "keep your butthole tight," it's just <laughs> say stuff great. like that. The, what, like I said, and this this speaks to like what Nintendo's doing here is that that it still comes off as adorable and non-threatening, in <laughs> spite of like how crass the three of us can be with each other. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the yeah. of this love the most no and i mean it was so great just uh when you got to see all the other questions that people were putting their answers to and all the different things people were saying was just i mean it was just so uncensored it was fantastic i mean i was cracking up scrolling through all of them some of the things people were saying like screaming into their pillow just I, there was just some some ridiculous ridiculous stuff. it's like in any other context like reading some of these would be like depressing or horrific but it's all, like I said, just cute and non-threatening. <laughs> yeah, just like even just having these little funny characters react and read all of the conversations. Like you get like three people going back and forth in a conversation. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's super fun. Yeah. I wonder if you're going to have, if you can only have like one person at a time inside of your room. Or can you have like a whole bunch of people in there just. Have like a, like a me party. Yeah, me party. Uh, it's just yeah. I don't know. I kind of want them to like. I'm I'm curious about where they'll go with this. Like, like I said, fix the friend adding thing. Uh, uh, you know, don't fucking take shit away. But I want to see them add like activities or games or something. Yeah, maybe like. Would... Uh, how would you guys feel about a chat? Like a chat option, like just a full on yeah. chat room option. 
Uh, I don't know if that's necessary. I feel like it works well enough in the comments. Mm. I feel like a chat might be too much, but and I just mean like a mini game or something, you know? Like yeah, if a chat was tied like, to like a, a mini game, like you're all playing like a super like we simple like, like touch baseball or something or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much Ooh. they could do with Ooh. this. Nintendo, give us poker. <laughs> Let <laughs> me play poker with my buddies oh my God. In, in my cutesy tiny avatar form. <laughs> yeah, I'm talk shit and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah, they they have something really great with this so far, and I I I really hope they keep it going and don't start stripping it down to just protect the children, if you will, which they tend to do a lot. So, Well, hopefully yeah. the children are only interacting with other children. Like, uh, Yeah. It, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny, too, because when I started, when I opened up the app for the first time, I was like, eh, this is going to be kind of dumb. I can, I can only just buy clothes and maybe just talk to some people. I don't know. This is stupid. But then when Mike started saying things, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, God. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe that's the trade-off to like the um, blah, 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 blah. the uh, friend thing being so restrictive in the sense that you know it's through mediums, through things you've already established, mm. and that it keeps you from just like searching at going out and like snagging people at random for various reasons not all of them bad but you know a lot of them are people trying to sell you something maybe some creepy weirdo or maybe some guy trying to like hook up or whatever yeah i mean it's interesting to see a uh, social media at, at its dawn right mm-hmm. when we don't know if it'll take off i feel like it will because it's nintendo and yeah. there's a push and it's really fun but you know this is before i feel like nintendo won't let people advertise on this uh, and that's good not. very uh, good yeah um and hopefully they can keep sp- spam away i i think that will be pretty easy yeah. to control because that could be infuriating in a program like this yeah <laughs> could also be really funny yeah. but I, I i don't think it is because if you look at spam and facebook the the spam that you see is always in like public events and in groups and stuff it's not really so much if someone gets hacked then yeah but it's all if you're adding people you don't really see much spam mm-hmm. so uh, there's a lot to like with this i really love this and i'm you know i'm really happy that not only is this like way funner than gchat but it's more interactive it's this is the closest thing animated well this is the closest thing that we've had to like all three of us being able to like actually playing a game together in probably like over a decade (laughs) that's a good point true i don't even know if i've ever played a game with joe no i don't think so it's usually you and lionel yeah yeah i yeah so far i'm loving it i as more people come in, I don't think this is dangerous for me. I, I might get hooked on this thing because I. Well, no, this is this is good kind of dangerous. This isn't creepy dangerous. Oh, at least let's hope that. Yeah, I mean, I think I should probably turn off the push notifications though, because then I'll just I'll just keep getting. Yeah, me too. It. Yeah. Um, I probably should, but I won't. 
Yeah, because it's because of the the thing I love about this makes this thing so addictive is that it's just oh man, the questions they ask are just so easy to give yeah some of them are deep like yeah. there's at least one where i've been like you know i'm not gonna... there was one where i answered honestly and i was like i need to delete that immediately <laughs> yeah. yeah they're asking a bit some personal questions in some of those but... yeah it's cool though. it's funny because there was one where i think the question i answered is only visible between me and mike it's i noticed yeah. that. yeah and i want to say that, that I want to say that was prompted by the system rather than Mike. I don't think you put no, in no. anything to say. It's, okay, it's yeah, them. yeah. Oh, in yeah. which case, it's just like okay, let's let's foster let's just foster bonds between people mm. based on these questions. Yeah, it's really. I mean, that's what I love about this. Is it's like I added this guy that I hung out with. Uh, couple weeks ago he's a friend of my neighbor and like we all went down to like uh and he's a cool guy like we had each other on instagram and shit and like we uh, like we like each other's stuff on instagram like but like we added and i added him on facebook so that i could add him on mitomo because i saw on instagram that he he got one and i'm starved for friends (laughs) (laughs) it's like this it's like this thing is fostering like dialogue between us that I wouldn't have had at all just on Facebook, really. Because you know, it's only like every once in a while you see someone like that on Facebook post something that you want to comment on. But like with this, it's like, it's, hey, let's talk about the random stupidest shit, like, yeah. or just make jokes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the ultimate icebreaker. It's so, it's just, uh, it's. Some, I mean, and something else that. I, I really liked about this too is that it's so I feel so comfortable with it. I mean, I don't mind. Usually I don't like sharing like stuff on Twitter or Facebook or just kind of just spamming Uh people with uh, especially people that I know with like dumb stuff that they may or may not like. But with this, I'm just like, hells yeah, I'm going to post this silly picture of me making a weird post. It's just, it feels, it's fun. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the, 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 the key thing here is fun and non-threatening. Yeah, yeah it's silly like, and non-threatening. There's a big difference between going on Facebook and saying, "I just watched this movie, watched this movie," mm. and Mitomo saying, "What's it? What kind of movie would you recommend?" And me saying that, like, it's just like, yeah. yeah. And then and, when somebody sees your response, it's like your your character waving his arms enthusiastically and getting really. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not even that, just the question itself, like posed, it mm. it just pulls it out and I know I think it's just better at fostering like interaction, like in I, I don't know. It's just so cool. I love it. Yeah. The way it presents itself is is great. I I posted on you can post on Instagram too and I mean they just they smart. They were really really smart with the way they were launching this. So um one thing I, I did see, uh, like the reviews and stuff on, like the Google Play Store, like a lot of people were bitching and complaining about it because this is so dumb. This is like their own fault. Like uh, the game wasn't running at all on their phone, and it was a lot of people complaining about it not running at all. And it's apparently because they put in some sort of ability to check to see if it's a rooted device. 
So people were uh-huh. bitching like, that's your own, that's your own fault. What do you, why, why are you complaining about that? So mm. I, I don't know if that was, it's a security measure they put in there, which I think is good. Oh, yeah. mm. They don't want the hey. game being hacked and having potentially hey. people introducing a bad, you know. There you go. But anyway, uh, it all sounds like we're really, really enjoying it. But, um, oh, actually, yeah. yeah, I mean, I asked Mike, but Lionel, I mean, what's, when you first installed it and stuff, I mean, like, wh- what did you think about just like the whole um, first impression and experience of it? Well, like it, it got off to a good start when you have like your me kind of introducing you to it and mm-hmm. just like you get to see how cute everything is. Everything is like a, like a, the thing I keep saying is like like silly and non-threatening and like every everything you you have your characters say say to other characters is met with immediate enthusiasm and happiness regardless of what's going on and like the contrast between some of the stuff you're being told makes it infinitely more hilarious but at the same time kind of reflects how i feel about you guys like where mike's going like i don't know going off on some tangent about his butthole and then his character is like waving his arms around and jumping up and down and getting like intense <laughs> for half a second I'm like this seat they think they're being cutesy but this is actually true to life <laughs> this is actually how Michael Pangelina is <laughs> yeah I mean I was looking at the even you know you get to choose your like personality traits and I was looking at it and I was like you know these the, the, the descriptions they generate are actually pretty much spot on like the best descriptions of you guys like your best traits the secondary description for me was basically the dreamer i think it said something along the lines of uh creative well-meaning but has his head uh, head out in the clouds but because of that can come up with some pretty good ideas and i i I felt pretty good about that Yeah. yeah it was great i mean it's a lot of good stuff here. Uh, yeah, I think that's... I mean... God, I want to play right now. Me too. Phone's my phone's dead, though. Ah, uh, boy. But um, <laughs> My phone is probably underneath my sleeping niece, so I'm <laughs> going to have a, a time getting to it. Mm, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's it for right now. I mean, it'd be cool to come back and talk about this game again to, in a little bit. Oh, I got a new friend request. Sweet. Damn. Oh, she's hilarious. <laughs> like I said, tomorrow I'm going to be at work scoping out who I can get I on know, this. I'm already thinking about who I'm fucking going to text tomorrow. <laughs> my brother, my boy Wilson, like, oh, Hamid, like, I got to get people in this shit, man. This shit's tight. <laughs> yeah, get Hamid on there. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking for them. We, can, we can have yeah. in-depth conversations about Black Angus. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I definitely did not expect this for Nintendo's first mobile. This was out of, completely out of <laughs> nowhere. This as it's well as just hilarious. It mm. But just uh, I love this. Oh, I can't wait to because I know there are people that are going to have this in the next couple of days. <laughs> also, I know people like uh, people in the at least one person I know who's in the industry who should have gotten it at GDC. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he does or not, but I 
I know. I hope he links his Facebook or, or something because uh, it'd be cool to see him in the game. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, this is anything else to say on this game before we move on to the next thing? What's it? Wait, is this a game or is this a social? I don't know what this is. It's both. It's both. Yeah, that's a good point. It is both. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's awesome. Sweet. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing, Nintendo. This is good. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, some recommendations. Lionel. Mitomo. <laughs> uh, obviously, Mitomo. <laughs> um, I think I already talked about uh, Stardew Valley mm. in the previous episode. I'm not sure to what degree, but um, yeah, that game's that game's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, like I said, if you enjoyed Harvest Moon and all, uh, maybe even River King. I never got a chance to play that. Um, farm sims in general even if it was uh farmville on facebook you'll enjoy stardew valley nice it's fun it's kind of it's it's fun it's relaxing there's almost like a peaceful element to it it playing this you'll kind (laughs) of like latch onto a romanticized view of getting away from everything and living out in the country (laughs) oh That's that's Harvestman for you. Yeah. Um. What was it? What was it? Animal Crossing? That's another one. If you like, got really into that, you'll get into this. I got into for a while. That was a... Um. Another game I've been playing. It's called Chronicle, and uh, it's tied to RuneScape, which I didn't know was still around. Whoa. Yeah. Is apparently. Still is it, exists. Is it a sequel, prequel, or was it? It's kind of like a side story type thing. This mm-hmm. is sort of like a card battle game played on a board. So it's played with cards, but the way it works is you get uh, support cards and you get support cards and monster cards. And the way you got to basically play it out is you're like building your character up for a final confrontation with your opponent who's doing the same thing. Nice. You can uh, put monster cards and your character will fight those and, you know, they can win money from them or gain abilities or in defeating the monster, you know, do something to the opponent. The support cards work in a sort of similar fashion where they'll like give you money, they'll give you abilities, they'll give you the capacity to do something to the opponent. But it's all about either trying to take, you know, all of the opponent's life points out before you reach the final confrontation, or build yourself up to the point that you'll win the final confrontation with hmm. the opponent's uh, in-game character. Nice. All and cards and it's fun if you like the if you like those kind of games you'll enjoy it it's very simple is the upside to it it's not like magic Yu Gi Oh or Joe our personal favorite Magi Nation <laughs> where you've got to like you know cre- you know develop your own library and kind of develop an understanding of the other kind of cards before you can really become good at the game um after the tutorial, you'd be, I think the tutorial, which simulates 
one game or maybe even most of a game, you'll have enough know-how to play the game. Sweet. So you can just jump right into it without actually having to... Pretty much. That's always good. The only downside is is it's like in beta right now, so a lot of what you can do is limited. Hmm. Is it? This is tied to RuneScape. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I can't explain to you in what ways it's tied because I don't know much about RuneScape. I haven't played that since I was in high school, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was in the early ass arts. Yeah. I'm getting farther away every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hearing that the 90s was like decades away from so many people. It's just like, stop it. You're hurting me. <laughs> I'm melting. Oh, what a world. What a world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I have an idea of what game Mike's been playing, but Mike. You, you do? Yeah. Uh, well, other than Mitomo, um, I I briefly installed a couple of apps. Uh, one was the Avengers Academy thing. Mm. Um, that was mm. was interesting. Uh, it's it's cute. It's it's like the it's all these Avengers are in high school. Uh, it's not really tied to any canon. It's like oh, there's Hydra and. They're uh, they're recruiting, uh, and so it's like we're gonna start a high school to recruit superheroes. Here's Teen Tony Stark. Here's Teen Wasp, and here's so it's kind of cute. It's actually got oddly Sam Jackson's voice in it. Mm. Um, does Teen Wasp get hit in the face by Teen Hank Pym? <laughs> I haven't encountered Teen Hank uh, Pym yet. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. I I played it for probably like fifteen or twenty minutes, uh, but I I want to say I'll go back to it. But I, it's gonna I'm gonna be obsessed with Mitomo for a while. <laughs> yep. Um, and I also tried out Star Wars Heroes. Um, I think this was shoved in my face by Twitter mm-hmm. or something. So I checked it out, and it's <clears throat> I guess the concept is. Uh, you have your light heroes and your dark heroes, um, and you can choose a side to battle with, and then you kind of get to build a team. I think I'm, mine was like a team of like a clone trooper and a, just a random Jedi, and uh, I actually got uh, Chewie. Um, and you just kind of run through battles. It's super like simple turn-based. Like It feels like an old-school Final Fantasy uh, and that's kind of why it was charming to me, even though it doesn't feel like it's there's that much there. It kind of felt just like uh, kind of a, what's the word? Clickbaity is not the right word, but it's kind of like Marvel Champions, where it was just uh, baiting you into upgrading through like getting free currency. And playing the game to earn it that way, and then there's another currency that you buy with that free currency, and then there's another top tier currency that you buy with real money. Um, uh, but it was uh, oddly entertaining. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I was playing like Knights of the Old for the first time. Um, I don't think it's going to hold me. There's not really a story to hold anything together. Uh, it's a 
cool distraction, but it doesn't seem very like like searching for upgrades and shit is not something that holds my attention anymore. Uh, Fallout Three was the last one that kind of did that for me, but. Uh, it just feels like the upgrades don't really they don't mean much they're not that exciting Mm. Uh, so yeah I guess I wouldn't recommend that I don't know it's all free stuff so (laughs) try it out I figured I'd try all this shit out Uh, the Avengers one seems like it could be cool though it's got personality which is more than I can say for Star Wars Heroes um, it sounds so. it sounds like the Star Wars heroes w- is since it doesn't really have any story from what you're saying that it's more so about just trying to get you to grind and then pay for stuff. That's what the feeling I'm kind of getting with it. Yeah, I mean it's not the setup is that it's a, a holocron mm. table, you know, where you move the characters around, but it, it even that's a very loosely held together I see. reason for you to be fighting. It doesn't even they don't even look like holocrons. Like it looks like uh, just a three D turn based game, uh, which looks cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I see. Actually, made me. I don't want to say it made me think about it, but it sparked a tiny little interest in my brain of. Uh, going back to Knights of the Old Republic, but I don't think I could do that. Star Wars Heroes. I'll give that a look a Yep. Uh, oh, God. So for me, um, I, oh, geez, I played the, the oh my God, what's the game? My brain. Fuck. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 demo. I played that. Oh, uh, okay. It, it basically the whole demo was that you were playing as a a little kid, and that little kid was just oh, I got in my head ah the main character yes. Noctis yeah the main character you're playing as him as a kid and he's inside of a dream and he's kind of just following uh, Carbuncle which is essentially uh, one of the summons and he's guiding him mm-hmm. through the world to get to the end of it. Whoa. Um, why would you? Why would you follow that that creepy little thing? Well, it was those actually, are, those, yeah, those are the those are the tiny things with the stabby knives, right? No, no, no that's the Tom okay. Berry. Carbuncles are cute. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking like, of Tom uh, Berries. Carbuncles are like well, Tom Berries are kind of cute too, but Tom they're kind of cute, the, but they're creepy. Tom, uh, carbuncles are the like light blue ones that kind of have like uh, triceratops heads, but cuter. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah it's no. the one that like shoots hearts out in yeah. FF8. Okay. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's like a Tonberry's really cute till it like fucking ganks you and insta kills mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's creepy. But pretty pretty much just the whole demo was just you finding your way out of the, the dream and it ends with a big boss battle where you become the grown up version of you, which is the main character of the of the game, and you're fighting him. And the whole fight, the whole battle system is pretty much the Kingdom Hearts battle system. It's it's almost yeah. identical to that. So I mean if you like the Well, I think I think the basis for the combat system here was like trying to make those uh secret trailers within all the Kingdom Hearts games basically uh interactive. Yeah. I mean it basically feels it feels really good and when you're doing the fights and if you get in this nice um like 
like the motion of doing all the right moves and hitting him all the right points. It looks really cool and it's really exciting. It's just like when you do the combos in the Kingdom Hearts games. If you do it just right, it looks really amazing. So yeah, um, I mean, if you're if you're really into how that battle system works, you'll probably really like uh, how it works. Yeah, this, this is this should be like the evolution of that battle eh, system. I wouldn't say the evolution, like I mean, a cinematic real time battle system. The only problem, the only problem, what I've seen so far. I mean, this is just a demo, but the camera is really bad. It like mm-hmm. it zooms. Yeah. It tries to zoom in really close to you, right where the action is, and you have to always pull it back out, and it's really irritating and frustrating. But uh, hopefully, they'll yeah. fix that. But it's kind of unacceptable considering how that was the main thing people complain about back in Kingdom Hearts days. Yeah, uh, well, and it, the fact it, that it, the, the first demo has been out for a while, and people have probably been complaining about it too. Uh, and it, I only it say might... that because I know they've been going back and patching that demo. It's true. Well. They have. It it might be like the whole son, like three D Sonic the Hedgehog conundrum where it's like a problem they just still haven't figured out how to fix yet. Mm. Was, I want to say, I want to say to this day they haven't completely they haven't found the perfect solution to how to control Sonic in three D. Yeah, I feel like they should be much simpler to figure out. It's just it's so simple. Like just do it like Knights of the Old Republic did it. I know it's a little more action focused and a little more fast paced, but I don't know. I mean, if it worked in that, I mean, I don't know how it. How did it work in that? Was the camera just pulled way back? Like how? How did they do it? Uh, actually, it was pretty close, but okay. it just rotated around a, a circumference that didn't really get bigger. Hmm. Okay, that's that's a smart way to do it because that way you don't have to worry about it kind of just getting in there and getting in your way. This thing. It, it it's so weird. Like the camera, it, they just try and just cram it so you it always know it, uh, it's not good. Um, but besides that, graphically it looks amazing. I mean, uh, there's no yeah. no real story there. It was just a dream. But um, it, it seems it seems fine so far. Um, we'll see. I guess besides that, mm. just playing the same game that we've been talking about. Uh, Mitomo. And that's about uh-huh. it. That's about it. <sighs> okay. Rigmarole time, then final thingy. Alright, uh Lionel, where can I find your show? Uh my show is the old Taku Connection, where I apologize profusely to everyone for anime being anime, though I probably shouldn't do that. That in the off chance that you are interested, you can find it on our website, Hey Listen Radio, our Facebook page for said website, on Facebook, also under Hey Listen Radio, the SoundCloud, where all the audio is, hey, like SoundCloud.com slash Hey Listen Radio. You can find us on, or subscribe to us on iTunes and Twitter and uh yeah hey listen radio has its own page also we're on android so yeah and then the off chance that you want to talk to me personally uh you head on over you get on 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 the twitters head on over to jumper cables at old taku connect because there wasn't enough characters for connection mike where you find your uh, i'm at hyper 90s uh, and it's 90s is the word spelled out. 
at Hyper 90s. Uh, yeah. You can find me there Sweet. talking about, well, mostly I just retweet inflammatory stuff or stuff that they think is funny. I've been too busy to, I haven't been tweeting as much, but if you talk to me, I'll talk back. Oh, he will. He's a nice fellow. Uh, all right. And for this podcast, if you want to find out more news and other game related stuff that I tweet about, you can find us at NAGP returns on Twitter and yep. All right, let's finish this off. Okay, we're all on Tomo too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you want, you can uh, follow us and then tweet at us, and and then we'll follow you back, and then you can be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> and then you can show us our your, your cute little me version of yourself and talk yeah. to us. And you can, like, listen to Mike's Mexican music. <laughs> It's so great. It's so perfect. Oh man, I gotta hear what Lionel's music sounds like. I haven't. Oh god. Oh god. Let it. Let it. Either it be one of two things. Let it either be a straight up rap beat, or let it be some shit out of Common Rider. Let it be some like upbeat J-pop hero shit. Yeah. I swear to God, if that's it, I will go to Nintendo. I will go to the department that made me Tomo and just like orally service everyone who created that thing. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> wow. That is love. Or, uh, how big is your team? Dana? Uh. DNA? Yeah. Like my mouth's going to get pretty raw if it's too big. <laughs> he is going to be busy. Uh, uh-huh. All right, so final thoughts. Uh, Lionel, what do you got? Uh, outside of orally servicing members of the Nintendo team, um, <laughs> yeah, be careful what you put on Twitter mm. and uh, Facebook and all that other places because it'll get you fired. Yeah. Except uh, Tomo. You can potentially put yourself through college on video games, and that's pretty cool. Um, can't really think of a whole lot else. Uh, Stardew Valley is a good form of stress relief. And say hi to me on Mitomo, and you know the website, the podcast related things in general. Because I'm lonely. Mm. Uh, yeah, Mitomo. Uh, Mike, anything left to say? Yeah, I just want to say I can't wait. Until and I'm curious what the uh, what the time frame is going to be from now launch day to uh, to like the first Mitomo horror story. I just cannot wait to see that, and I can't wait to see like I just can't take video, but just I, I don't know, even just like a a heated argument as spoken through Mitomos. Oh. I just cannot wait for all the people talking about the election. The election through the <laughs> someone's gonna make somebody, a Trump me. Somebody punching somebody on behalf of Trump. <laughs> yeah, I think my guy kind of sounds like Don Knotts a little bit. Night, <laughs> night. Uh. <laughs> Keep your butt hold tight. <laughs> 